Download the app, Bet Big, Win Bigger. And I gotta tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. WinBet has what you need to win, including boosted same-game parlays for the upcoming NBA action after the football season. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. New users can take advantage of WinBet's Bet $10, Win $200 offer. Just bet $10 and win $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Bet 10, win 200 is not available in Michigan. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where win bet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan... 1-800-270-7117. In New York, one eight seven seven eight hope ny Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. Today on the Greenlight Pod, Chris and Macon go through the terms of Greenlight's March Madness bet and experience the thrill of gambling on Sunbelt basketball. New Hall of Famer Richard Seymour joins to discuss his legendary career and some of his favorite Super Bowl memories. Then we talk about the NFL Combine and the lives of dogs. Enjoy. that Reed, producer of the Greenlight podcast, the Cowboy, has not attended one taping of GLP in the month of March, uh, Women's History Month. Oh, that's, <laughs> that is interesting. That it does is, interest me. Tell me more. It is Women's History Month, and Reed has not cared to show up for work. Maybe he has cared. Do you want to speak to that? I do want to speak to that. I, you know, Reed can, when I said that Reed could take as much time as he wants. You said you wouldn't even be mad until May. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he took that. I didn't mean like go to Colorado and get coronavirus, COVID-19. COVID-22. And it's a little awkward because the State of the Union happened and Joe Biden said COVID's over. And now Reed's just milking this fucking thing like yeah. the entire week. And so the Women's History Month thing, the Joe Biden State of the Union thing, it just doesn't look good for Reed. No, no. But, but it looks good for Reed because it is not as easy doing a podcast without Reed. No, but he's got to be worried about being Wally Pipped. I mean, this this show keeps on moving. It keeps on moving. I mean, show's out. Y'all Here, are listening to it. Here's what we need to do for Cowboy Reed, and we can't wait till Cowboy Reed gets back. We need to... So what I want everybody to do is hop on Instagram and write Reed a heartfelt get well comment under somebody's Instagram. What do you say? Read, 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 read. Tara Reed. How about Tara Reed? Tara Reed. That's good. So go to Tara Reed's Instagram. Raid Tara Reed's IG. Reading and rating. With Tara get Reed's well Instagram soon messages with for Cowboy well, Reed. Yes. 
You can find her at T-A-R-A-R-E-I-D. You remember her? Yeah. Um, Big Lebowski. By the pool. She was fucking the nihilist. Chesapeake, Virginia. Hello! Ooh, it's coming back. It's coming back. Chesapeake. Why? No reason why. Okay. No reason why. I'm in that stage of my hellos where there's no reason why. Southeast hey, soft Virginia. soft-shell crab or the other crab? Oh, well, that's vague, but soft-shell crabs. I love soft-shell yeah, crabs. Yeah, it's the best crab. Yeah. A lot of people like just straight crab, like lump crab meat, crab cakes. Okay, there you are. It uh, is the home of uh, Percy Harvin, D'Angelo Hall, and uh, Alonzo Mourning. Yeah. D'Angelo Hall. We're going to yeah. bring up a hokey. <laughs> Oh, was he a hokey? Me, Angelo, yeah. 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 Hey, be quick with layup line today. I mean, I know you want to, you like the shuffle thing. Should we do shuffle? I mean, I have a Dwayne Allman song. But did you know Dwayne Allman played guitar in the uh, the best version of Hey Jude that was ever recorded? That was the Wilson Pickett version? I did not know that. I want to hear that right now. You've never heard Hey Jude by Wilson Pickett? No. Oh, my God. I do double because what I... What I came here to say was, I've been listening to Going Down Slow a lot. That's a Dwayne Allman song. But uh, actually, it's not Dwayne Allman. I think it's Lightning Hopkins redone by Dwayne Allman. But if you like Hey Jude, this could hurt because Wilson Pickett's version's better. But go listen to Wilson Pickett's version of Hey Jude and Dwayne Allman play guitar on there. That, according to a guy in my group text. Wow. Yeah, so... That will be sourced appropriately. And uh, if that's not true, it's not my fault. Either way, great song. I have had my fun. Howlin' Wolf. Going down slow was Howlin' Wolf. Make. Let me be the first to wish your son Waylon a happy birthday on this you did podcast. It. You did it. But you're yeah. late. You're late. I, well, hey, I wanted to be the first on this podcast. He got all the Who Would Win books. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's six years old. Um... It is hard when your kids grow up, man. Is it? Holy shit. It's like the kid's, the kid's a, a boy. He's a boy. It's really difficult. But it's also awesome because now we're into the same stuff. Who would win books? Stuff Video like games. Video games. We play Switch together. Balls. The whole thing. Like catch, throwing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. yeah. But yeah, no, no. Happy birthday, Waylon. I'm, you know, we spent the day together and didn't get a text from Uncle Macon, but... Huh. Um, I liked your wife's IG post, so I thanks. That yeah, I didn't enough. post on IG. I spent the entire day with my son. I <laughs> when she posted that at 11 p.m., I was in his room just staring at him. <laughs> so I didn't have any time to post on IG. But happy birthday, Waylon! And speaking of Waylon's birthday, the best present he got was a video from Cowboy Reed in quarantine. Reed goes, "You want me to send him a video real quick?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Because my kids love Reed. Like the, Reed's like a celebrity to my kids. Hard cut, iPhone resting on somebody's roof, presumably reeds, just like a a yard and like trees behind it and like some other houses. And then all of a sudden... So the opposite of a quarantine. He's exposed he's the, to the entire on, world. On his own roof. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but, you know. Aerosols. Um, anyways, Reed has a... He has a dinosaur suit, dude. And he's <laughs> dancing around on the fucking roof... With a dinosaur suit on. You know the T-Rex suits? Yeah. So he's dancing around for probably two and a half minutes on the roof. And at the end, he takes the he tries to take the T-Rex mask off and say, happy birthday, Waylon, but it 
flies back down and covers his face again while he's uh. trying to say it. But he sent one take because he had already put three very hard minutes of effort into that. And Reed, you uh, you made Waylon stay. So well, Reed, I want to know when you were doing this, man. Because, you know, we're roommates and everything. It yeah, might have been no, when I, I went to the gym or something. And then he was like, oh, here's my chance to go put on this dinosaur outfit. And- you know what? You know what we got to do next week? We sit up here and we lay all our issues bare. Grievances. Grievances. I mean, we have fucking really argued on this show. Yeah. These guys live together and we've never asked who's a shitty roommate. Like, what? How are the- long has it been? Oh, it's like a little bit less than a year, eight so, months. Oh, oh that's a huge shit. sample size. Yeah. And both JMU. So we need to, when Reed gets back in studio next week, we need to do a segment segment on um, how who's the worst roommate in that house. Cowboy Reed, uh, thank you for when. the video. If and when. Yeah. Yep. Hey, it's March, right? It's March. March Madness. March Madness. I can feel it in the air. It's warm. I'm wearing shorts. My fingers are itching to hit that WinBet app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Best, best, best month for sports. We got the tournament upcoming, and we're going to have a little bet here in studio. Everybody's in. You're not going to react to that? And uh, here's we're going to pick teams out of a hat. What you just did, you're not going to react to it? No, oh, Chris, I'm not six years old, okay. right? Like <laughs> your son, Waylon, coincidentally, okay, right. who might find some enjoyment in what just happened. We're um, never pushed one out during a podcast. You uh, you pick a team oh, from a hat. Like, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God, dude. That smells like, fuck, the inside of a sulfur mine. You know, you make fun, but. Honestly, people have health issues. It's really, you shouldn't. Okay, go on. You, you go on. can never know. Go on. We're going to pick teams out of a hat. If your team wins the national championship, you have to get a tattoo relating yeah, so, to that so team. So basically, we came up with this with this bet uh, copyrighted here. So there's six guys in this office when we're at full strength. Right now, we're down one of our best players. He's got uh, COVID, which is not a thing anymore. Okay. Uh, see the state of the union. It's not a thing, Reed. Come back anytime. Um, Except wait until you test negative. Uh, <laughs> and on that, NFL suspended all COVID protocols today. Oh, I know. And shout out to Cole Beasley. I I um I was on Jimmy Traina's podcast and I, and I was speaking in general. Like I was talking in generalities about kind of like my feeling on people complaining about the COVID protocols which are a pain in the ass or were a pain in the ass, but also like were the barrier between you and making millions of dollars. I hate to sound like Joe fan, but I was kind of like, hey, shut the fuck up, guys. Like, just shut up and play. Uh, but okay, that was a little harsh to say shut the fuck up, and I want to apologize to Cole Beasley. Uh, if you ever heard, definitely did. We're practically first take. Uh, if you ever heard me getting quoted a little bit out of context, telling him directly to shut the fuck up. Um, I know that was a hard couple of years for those guys. And I appreciate the guys working their asses off to, uh, to meet the protocols and entertain fans at home. So, I mean, like, Hey, I'm glad we're moving on. Uh, and for the guys that, that respected it and, and went about it the right way. Thank you. You're, you're, you're professionals like Cowboy Reed. And when Cowboy Reed gets back, um, we'll be at full strength. And what we're going to do is put all the one through eight seeds in the NCAA tournament in a hat. We're going to, you know, put them on a piece of paper. Kind Maybe of a, a lottery, roulette, lottery drum. Gonna, yeah, lottery drum. It's going to be a lottery. Good. Yeah. Thank you. And all the guys in the studio are going to pick a name out of school, out of the, the hat. 
and whatever school you you end up with you have to root against that school because if that school wins a national championship you're getting a tattoo and the tattoo is i mean like loosely themed uh, so let's say duke wins you can get like a devil like you you can make it a tough looking devil it doesn't have to be blue uh, or maybe it does have to be blue. Does it have to incorporate no, the school's colors? I think colors? it can be loosely related. If you if if you attribute the title to Coach K, big old K. If oh my wife, what Kate? Like that yeah, might exactly. work. Yeah, you could kind of see. I think you can a, get. Hey, babe. I mean, agreed upon I by everybody, of yes, course. But yes. Yeah. And we're not going to be harsh. I mean, the loser has to get a tattoo. You can get it anywhere on your body. You know, name another school. Kentucky, K. I mean, easy. I got a Wildcat. Yeah, you get a Paw. Paw. Gonzaga. Who's the toughest high seed probably this year to tattoo? Well, I mean, most teams have... Like a uh, Hoosier. Hoosiers aren't real good this year, I I read. They're they're actually on the outside looking in. Their war or whatever the fuck is pretty low. (laughs) The metrics on them are not great. They're net. Not a lot of quality wins. Yeah, they're net. Um, Not high on the Ken Palm. Baylor would be both oh, it's a easy bear. and hard. It's a bear. It's yeah. easy. Bear. Just relates it's to Baylor. It's a bear breaking NCAA protocols. Yeah, at and the, the very least. At the very least. Some murder. Yeah, like murder. Yeah. Providence uh, Friars. There you go. That's a tougher one. Scary mascot. If I ever go to prison and I have a Providence Friar mascot tatted on me, like nobody's going to fuck with me. Not the Aryans, not the, the, the tough street gangs, not the, the Hispanic gangs, nobody. It's a beautiful bet, though, because you could wind up with a, a seven and you're feeling good, starts to make a run. Could I put, like, a, an air fryer on my thigh? We'd have to talk about okay. it. Okay. I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah, because you'd rather me have that. All right, so here's the deal, dude. Like, one unlucky player here is going to go home with a tattoo. On the other hand, uh, I'm going to seed this at... Fifteen hundred dollars for the winner. Oh, I was thinking ten k. All right, you're thinking ten k. Yeah, ten k. Well, it's your money. It's my money. Yeah, exactly. And I need it now. Okay. So, so I think we're gonna go uh, uh, two thousand dollars. Okay. Two thousand dollars. So the second name that you draw, the second school that you draw is is gonna be your. I'm rooting for this team school. If that school wins a national championship, you get two grand. That's right. So six people participating, twelve teams. Out of eight times four is thirty-two. So now, maybe what nothing happens. happens. Nobody draws a winner or maybe, a loser. but we somebody might be walking fun. home with two grand. Somebody might be walking home with a tattoo. Boy, I hope so. It's such a fun bet. It's a fun bet. Yeah. So to warm up for that, yeah, we bet on a game today. The Sun Belt. That's right. Everybody's glued to it. The Sun Belt tourney has started. Uh, a couple teams were playing at twelve thirty. I got it. UT Arlington and right. Louisiana Lafayette. Right. Uh, you said you liked UTA. Yeah. So I took the Raging Cajuns minus three and a half. Yep. And the stakes we came up with. Sunbelt tourney. So the stakes in the Sunbelt tourney are. The loser of this bet, and we don't know the result, it's 229 that at time of just about tape. Done, huh? It's just about done. Uh, the loser is going to have to sing the entirety of a song at the end of our next pod. With the word sun in the title. The sun's got to, the word sun's got to be in the title. But What are you real... going to do if you lose? Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You tell me what you're going to do. I don't know. Yeah, don't probably know like uh, Walking on Sunshine. So there's a song by Willie Nelson called Lucky Old Son that I think it's probably an easy, easy one to do. And I know most of it. And uh, it might be Ray Charles or somebody oh, yeah. else. Originally, you never know with these old country songs. But um, 
I will sing the Willie Nelson song. And it's got to be at the end of the pod next time. And you end really got to sing, pod. dude. Oh, yeah. You really got to fucking sing. You can't like hum it or do like a marching band thing or like speed through it. You got to sing the song. Agreed. And that's how we'll close the next pod. Okay. So, gents in the back. What's the score of this fucking All right. Game? So, with. So tell us what the score is, and then tell us who's winning. Oh, but hold on. Okay, and I want to know if it's any time on the clock right now. Is there time? Yeah, can I do... uh, Yeah, can we do time first, and and then then you can score, and and then then who? Yeah. Yeah. With one minute and 40 seconds left in the game. Plenty of time. That's a world of time. 62 to 53. Come on, Louisiana. Louisiana Lafayette has... God, let's go! Dog, Let's go! It's March. I like taking the dogs. Let's go! What's that that reverse psychology? psychology. I'm up nine with a minute 40, but like I said, that's a world of time. Well, according to Action Network, the computers were on... Oh, you did a little research, huh? Yeah. Hey, you're two threes away from covering. Yeah, a couple threes away. Yeah. A couple rebounds here. Keep us posted on Keep any Keep us posted. Uh, you might be getting some more Nelson changes. at the end of the next pod. Damn it. All right. The game's at a quick timeout. So until it comes back, uh, Makes, did you get any more feedback about if listening to an audio book is reading? So in my DMs, which are very open, um, Tom, Tom, uh, at Tom Vanders writes, I feel obligated to say out of solidarity, I've been making that same book on tape take for several years now. When you listen to a book on tape, you are, of course, consuming the story, but you are absolutely not reading the book. It's incorrect and a lie to say so. That's not to lessen or diminish those who choose to consume stories this way, love is love, but it's simply something that must be disclosed in conversation for the sake of transparency and goodwill. Hey, listen, Thank you for finding a good fight. I didn't hear a word he just Thank said. Thank you, Tom. I, how could I possibly consume that? I heard it. I didn't read it. You did consume it. No, I didn't. You just I, didn't, I don't you didn't read word the words. You just said to me because I didn't read it. You didn't read the What's the score in the Louisiana game? 64 59 with 20 seconds to go. <gasps> oh, how do we turn this no on? Way. Somebody have Sunbelt Network. Foul them. Somebody have Sunbelt Network. There is a foul. They'll be playing the free throw game. Damn, dude. Louisiana's okay, we'll going, going to the line, yeah? Okay. Holy shit. Oh, that's dude. my bad. <laughs> what did you eat today? You saw it. I mean, you, falafel. Heck, you, you paid for falafel. it. It's probably the falafel. But there was the tabbouleh, too, and the green beans, and I just want to apologize. Okay. Quick break. <laughs> oh, no. 67-64 with two seconds remaining. Let's Is there a foul? Go! Is there a foul? They got a foul, right? UTA, Louisiana has ball? UTA just hit a three-pointer. They so should, they're going to try they to go for foul. a steal. So no, they got to play for a steal, probably. With two seconds? Fouling doesn't work. They're down three. You got to play for a steal. I think playing for a steal is the only way here. With two seconds? You're not going to get a steal. They have to foul. No, they got to. They have gonna to play to for foul. the steal, guys. <laughs> All right, what's happening? What's happening? Even Re- if nothing's happening, just say nothing's happening. Refresh your Sunbelt app. UT Arlington just made a three to make it 67-64. And they're telling you the same two thing. Two seconds again. left. They got a foul, right? Refresh. It's like real talk. Enhance. Real talk. Enhance. Oh, well, okay. Here's what the- they actually have to do. Virginia did this not too long ago in Louisville. They want to get a five-second call. But short of that, you have to foul. On the inbound, always- the ball was tipped out of bounds in a group, so they're slow-motioning the replay currently to see whose fingertips the ball last touched this before is- rolling Oh, my out God. Replay over So then they're going to get the ball yes. and try three, and no matter what, you're going to cover. I'm going to cover, dude. That's unreal. We were up nine. Yeah. Up nine with under yeah. two. That's how we started this two. segment. Yep. UTA Unreal. possession is the result of the review. They will oh, have possession of the ball. Oh, the cover. They get, I a, can't they wait get a chance to, hear to tie your, it up. Your pipes. You wanted to sing. Whatever. No, I'll sing, I'll sing with you. No, no, it's all good. Okay. All right. Can't wait. 2.3 seconds remaining. Make UTA up last is names. about to uh, inbound the ball, number 20. 
They'll make it. Smith, Johnson, Jackson, just make it. Here we up. go. The ref's handing them the ball. Oh, no, another timeout. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something like football does have end of game right. Yes. Baseball, do. end of game right. Yep, no question. Basketball, not so much. Wow. Soccer does a decent, I mean, sometimes extra sure. time can go yeah, a little bit. Dope, It'll though, sometimes go a little too the long. The thing I like but... about extra time is it's something exciting about not knowing exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah. You know, like plus five. What does that mean? Right. I mean, like, it, well, I'm just waiting. If you want for, me to explain it, I know, I mean, it's five minutes okay, of extra right. time. But, yep. like, at home, you got a beer in your hand, you're watching a footy with seven dudes like yeah you don't know exactly when that whistle's gonna blow it's stressful nba's probably got it the worst something to be said for that elam ending yeah. elam ending all right richard seymour has some swag it's um it's a how would you what what color is that mustard jacket yeah it's mustard mustard to tie it's a bow gold, it's mustard to tie a bow on this yeah. open please please go to tara reed's instagram account yeah and please wish cowboy tara reed, reed um and, and tell cowboy reed to get well soon we tell him whatever you want to tell him but definitely go read comma so tara reed oh that's really tough because maybe cowboy quite, reed cowboy reed or even y'all figure it out yeah if you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't tried the WinBet app yet, I got great news for you. WinBet is now offering $200 in free bets for new users. That's right, 200 big ones. WinBet is basically giving you free money. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In New York, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. Tennessee, 1-800-889-9789. All right, this is a pleasure. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time, uh, overdue Hall of Famer Richard Seymour has joined us, and he's joining us from one of the nicest houses I ever saw. On you know when guys uh, knock on the door and they tell the guys that they're in the Hall of Fame, Richard's house is sweet. Yeah, some guys are like, "Hey, let me step out on the front steps because I want to show you the inside." Richard's of my house. like, "Come on in, yeah, that, dude." Uh, well, hey, it's, that's only because we got so many kids. That, that that's it. Yeah, no question. <laughs> well, that was no, it. but I definitely appreciate it. That was awesome, man. I mean, like. You know how people have to act like they don't know what's coming? You yeah. weren't acting, were you? No, I wasn't acting. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll say this. Um, that morning, it got a little weird because my wife was still here. Um, the kids was like, oh, we zooming in from school today. So it just kind of got like, well, what's going on? And then... You know, I saw Ty kind of walking up, da 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 da. So I just kind of started, but but I had no clue earlier. Actually, all of the inductees, like we knew, like two weeks before. So I was surprised that it didn't leak out. Right. Yeah, we talked to Tony yeah. as well, and it was like the best kept secret um, with mm -hmm. him. He couldn't even tell some close friends. I, but I, I right. thought the if I had one critique of Ty's performance there, it was the knock was really fucking aggressive. No, nah, when I was inside, I was like, who is this knocking on my door this aggressively? We got problems. Yes, <laughs> that is an aggressive knock. So we have a thing on this show where we say, you know, if you want to knock on somebody's door, how many times do you knock? Are you a two knock guy or a three knock guy, Richard? If you're going to knock on somebody's door and you don't want to scare them. 
I'm probably just because of my stature. I'm probably going to go two knocks. My man. So this is fucked, man. Because <laughs> see, I think knock knock is like somebody's coming to get you, or somebody's serving something, or you know, the police are at the door. Too. You know, and so I like to go knock knock knock. It seems a little bit more. Yeah, probably right now I'm probably going to be a two knock guy. Two yeah, guy. you're Richard, overcompensating. Richard Seymour's a, a two knock guy, and that's good. Okay, so. Ty Law, a little less aggressive on the front door, but overall good. And he knocked down the Georgia flag too. I saw that. But what a what a Yeah, that was because of the Michigan deal though. <laughs> you know, Michigan took him to the yard. The dogs took Michigan to the yard shit down in Miami. Yeah. So he was a little salty about that. That game was know? interesting for ten minutes. <laughs> um but yeah, what a year for you, Congratulations. Georgia. Congratulations. National champs. Yeah, now you yeah. got a The Braves team. got it done, too. Baseball, oh Braves got it done. Dude, yeah. you've had a year. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, the dogs, yeah. then yeah, Canton. So, you know, putting it all together. All right, well, uh, the moment, like, after you find out, you kept saying you were speechless. Once things died down, was there somebody you were excited to call? You know, like, because you hadn't been able to call anybody. But once you could call somebody, was there somebody in your life that you were excited to tell, like, listen, man, I got the gold jacket? Well, I think, you know, it's everybody that's been on the journey with you, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, it's the crowning jewel, you know, it's, uh, you know, so to share, to share that moment, you know, that special moment with my wife, my kids, uh, call my mom, you know, I think, you know, it just, you know, my dad's passed away, but, you know, he's the one that meant the most, you know, and started my football career. So, you know, I, I think it's my family. And then you think about your coaches and everybody that, you know, uh, who was a part of the process and, and, and a part of your story and a part of your journey. I tell my wife all the time, like, I don't need anniversary uh, retreats and, you know, banquets for me and that sort of thing. You know, I, I prefer to be behind the scenes. Uh, well, you know, from being in the three, four, you know, like yeah, that's just a, life is, di- life is <laughs> different. Know, life's different there, you know. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's um, it's you know, to say it's an honor would be an understatement. And you know, um, like I said, so for me, it, it's it's the people who were on the journey with me. So yeah, you just alluded to it. Like you do, you did a lot of dirty work to get this jacket. You did things that most guys would be like, man, I don't want to do that. I'm Richard Seymour. I'm like, awesome. I should be doing, I should be going, going, going. Like beginning of your career, you're playing nose, all this stuff. Like who's your Richard Seymour? Like who's the person that maybe a lot of people aren't thinking about, but helped you get where you got? Like a lot of people are thinking about Bill or somebody might be thinking about a family member, but is there somebody that was really instrumental to you in the league that maybe people aren't thinking about? Yeah, well, I always uh, watch film on a lot of guys. Like, I always like uh, to watch Trevor Price, yeah. you know, because Trevor was a taller guy inside. Uh, he was long. He was still able to rush the passer, um, good at the run as well. So um, him also along with uh, Brian Young. You know, yeah. Brian was always tough, even though we had different body styles. But I always thought he played the game the right way. He was tough, physical. i probably say Trevor Price just because of our body body style and body length in terms of uh, somebody that I just admired their game and tried to model my game after. Is there is there anybody in today's game? I mean, the schemes are different. There's very few people running it as true as, you know, what y'all did in the early 2000s. But, like, is there mm-hmm. is there somebody in the league today that, you know, they're not you, but they remind you of you? Yeah, I like um, from Indy, the, who came oh, from yeah, San Fran. Buckner. Buckner, yeah, yeah, Buck. 
Buck's nice. Yeah. I like I like Buckner's game. There's a lot of guys that I really like. I like Buckner's game. I mean, it's a lot of really good defensive linemen. Uh, I mean, obviously we're different body type, but 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 Aaron Donald is just an yeah. animal. Yeah. Um, just yeah, he's just animal. Um, yeah, but I, I'll probably say at the top of my list probably be Buck, just in terms of my style of play and game. And how did you keep leverage? You know what I mean? Like some tall guys usually don't have great leverage and like that's a prerequisite for you playing in that defense and bouncing up and down the, the line and doing everything from a nose to a four eye. Like you gotta have leverage. How did you do that? For me, it's just, you know, my, my coaches in college was, you know, they'd always keep us under the sheets, yeah. you know, and always preach pad leverage, yeah. yada, yada. And then I always knew offensive linemen were a little bit stronger. Yeah. So for me, it was all about making sure we're getting off the ball and creating a new line of scrimmage so they can't use their natural strength against me. So it was always about getting off on the snap, you know, watching the quarterback, you know, uh, looking at, offensive linemen when their feet start to go down in the front and, and start to lean back. So we know the ball is about to snap, but we just looking at the play clock. All of those little things um, is kind of what I, how I tried to pattern my game. Play clock ended up fucking you sometimes. Cause like sometimes, no, you know what I mean? Like you'll be like, I, I yeah. can't be off sides. It's zero. And they'll call it on you. Right. No, it's on you. Like how, how can I possibly be offsides right here? Not hundred percent. Yeah. And then you go tell your D line coach why you got off. And he tells you that's not a key that doesn't count. You know, we, yeah, no, you know, we had similar paths a lot too. I mean, I I know, uh, Virginia, you were in the the three, four, and then, um, obviously, you know, you were in new England for a minute. Uh, we had the same, you know, Mike waffle. Yeah. uh, You had had one. Oh my God. You had one. Why? Bro, how could I forget? He talked about you more than anybody, dude. Wow. <laughs> how tough was Waff in, in, in Oakland? Uh, and you know what? Even to this day, Waff, if Waff give you a call right now, you can plan to be on the call for about an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. He's changed to a FaceTimer now. Like, so he'll, <laughs> he'll FaceTime me about eight beers deep out in Discovery Bay at his place in San Francisco on the back porch. Right. And we'll be on for about 90 minutes. I'm glad you're getting the same... I'm getting the same treatment as you. That's correct. That's undeserved. Ah, no, but I'm getting no, the phone sweet. calls too. That's awesome. So when you got to New England before Oakland and everything, you were in New England for a long time. You were used to winning. You were used to a great culture. Like, and you were talking yeah. about great veterans. And that was like the old NFL. Things are much different now. There's less vets in locker rooms. Like yeah. guys just don't seem to know as much. You know, like the old vets we had, definitely that you had, are different than the, the guys today, I feel like. So who were the guys in New England and and how intimidating was walking into that culture and answering to guys that had been there 10 years? Last year, I got into the Patriots Hall of Fame. And when I went up to to my ceremony, you know, I said, man, my first year there, I I walked around carrying their pads and getting donuts and yada, yada. But I I took pleasure because they, they really taught me the game. Like I was the young kid. I was 20 years old. I was on the team with guys that were married, had kids. So all of this is really a culture shock for me in terms of being teammates. You know, they were that, like in college, that would be like somebody like that was your coach. And so when I got there, it, it was such a blessing because I got to learn under their tutelage and they did like everything they did was all about me. Yeah. You know, and, and it started at the top on the coach Belichick, but you know, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, 
Rodney Harrison, you know, the list goes on and Troy Brown, like just in terms of guys that some people might have said they were a little bit over the hill, but we, I thought we had a pretty good blend of veteran leadership, but also super talented guys. Ty Law was a guy who was on the corner who kind of did his own thing, but he was still a winner and he wanted to win and he kept it. You know, you know, you have certain guys in the locker room that keeps the mood light, you know, because when when it when you're not having fun doing what you're doing, you know, you, you just don't do it as well. That's so we had a great mix of guys to um, balance everything off of. And, you know, obviously it was the complete opposite when I went out to Oakland. Um, but one thing for me when I went out there, they didn't really have the veteran leadership. But, you know, as a player, you coming in, they, they're looking at you because you've won. You went to multiple Pro Bowls, yeah, you know. And so I was the guy now being able to give that, knowledge and wisdom. And my heart has always been, I want guys to take advantage of the opportunities that they have, because it's, it's a great opportunity to play in this league and to make the, the type of money. And when you see guys not maximizing that or not really taking full advantage and, and can create, you know, generational wealth for their families. When it, when it's gone, it's gone. Yes. So I, my heart has always been, hey, take care of this right now. Even if I had to be in your face a little bit like that, that just was a part of the deal. And, and my heart, too, I always wanted to win. Like winning was the most important thing. So if I had to play nose guard or if I had to be defensive end this week or I had to be three technique this, whatever it took, wherever the team needed me to play, now, I guess the prerequisite to that is to say, for me, it was always about, I do whatever it takes to win. And I understand that I'm sacrificing, but also on the contract side, as long as you're uh, taking care of me accordingly, yeah. we've so, got no issues. So this is the most impressive thing I ever heard about Richard Seymour was that Richard Seymour could walk into Bill's office and say, Hey, Bill, little light in the, in the pockets right now. And you were the guy <laughs> that he respected enough that would actually, he'd be like, okay, Richard, like now, obviously eventually he traded you and everything, but like, and kind of won and all that stuff and business is business. But like short of that, it seemed like y'all had a good rapport on the business side. No, no, we did. I, I think we, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he, he respected me and I respected him. And we both understood that, you know, it's a certain way that we want to handle it. And, you know, I never really talked about, you know, contract stuff outside of, you know, our office. Yeah. And, you know, I was serious about that, you know, because I think you have to be, yeah. you know, and, and I think they, they respect you more if they know you're about your business. Yes. And I always try to take, you know, and, and I'll say this, that comes from my dad and my uncles and the right uh, rearing growing up. Yeah. You know what? It's so funny. You mentioned that stuff about, you know, like you wanted to bring young guys along and like shoot them straight and support them because I mean, mm -hmm. I just think it's natural. Like we had good vets. I tried to be the same way when I got to Philly or New England, you know, like New right. England was one thing cause they knew how to win. But like when you get to Philly, like it's a young team, they haven't won, like you need to be a leader. And I always right. enjoyed younger players because I had those vets. I had Leonard Little, I had James Hall, I had Leroy Glover. I had like Fred Robbins, like those people meant the world to me and were really they help me and it's like paying it, yep. paying it forward. And I worry that the league is gonna change now. And I think it's already changing because of the new CBA and there's less veterans around and that sort of thing. No, I, I think you make a great point. And I, I, you know, I, I think 
it's important to bridge that gap that having guys on the team that, you know, from all walks of life and, you know, it's a melting pot and, you know, we all getting along. And I think, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that sports, you know, really kind of transcend and bring everybody together. So, so, um, so who was the vet that you didn't want to piss off out of those names you gave me earlier? The guy that you're like, this is Bucky Jones. <laughs> it was the Bucky Jones. I'm guessing Vrabel. Um, no, well, I'll say this, like, I think for me, like, and he was my brother, um, Willie Mack, uh, Willie McGinnis, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say Willie, like Willie, Willie had a, he had a Long Beach, California vibe with him at all times. He was totally cool, but I knew like if I got into it on the field with somebody, I knew who I wanted with me. <laughs> Enough said, dude. I mean, yeah, like he's he's such a cool guy. Whenever you meet him, like he's so easy going, but you also know he's tough as a motherfucker. So you're yeah, like, yeah, no, no, yeah. 100%. Yeah, so yeah, he, he'll be the guy that I want in the foxhole with me. No question. Sure. And that's probably why he doesn't have to act tough. 2001's your rookie year. This is when it all pops off. Like this is when... I guess the injury happens in September to Drew Bledsoe. I think Mo Lewis just sent him into outer space on the sideline. Was that y'all's sideline or was that the other sideline? Yeah, no, I think that was that was our sideline. So what's really what's really being said? Like, what did you really think of Drew Bledsoe? What did the team think of Drew Bledsoe? Respected him, loved him, thought he was a guy, but then what? Yeah, no. Well, here's the thing: like nobody knew at that time, other than Tom, that he was the guy so for us we like oh wow our starting quarterback just went down so i guess the guy come in fill in the backup will come and fill in and we'll see how that goes and uh you know tom just really took it and ran with it from there and i just remembered it was a little point where it was like you heard little rumblings that tom was going to continue to be the guy yeah and so from there it just went hey we got a job to do. Bill's like, hey, everybody do their job. And from there, you know, Tom just took it and just ran with it. Do you feel for Drew? Like, I, whenever I watch a special on Drew, like, it's sports. It's not fair. And, like, damn, the best guy wins, right? And the best guy takes the field and everything. And Tom was the best guy. But there is, like, this kind of fucked up deal with Drew because he was so good. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time in every sense of the word. Yeah, no, you you feel for Drew and, you know, but, you know, Drew, Drew left and went on to Buffalo and, um, you know, and I think went on to Dallas a little bit after that. And, uh, you know, but like I said, what he, he can only say, Hey, that one of the best players that ever played the game, you know, yeah, if you're going to get your job taken, I mean, if you're going to get it taken, yeah. let, let it be by the goat. So you get to, you get to Oakland late in your career and like probably a totally different vibe. I remember when I visited there for the draft in 2008 and Lane Kiffin was there and like my meeting with him was like, yeah, I like him. We'll take him. He walked by me in the hallway. I'm like, they don't fucking, they're just not focused here. Are they like, they're not doing any, <laughs> but what, what was the vibe? Cause the facilities were different. I mean, I remember at, now, early 2000s, maybe New England, not as nice. But when I was in New England, really nice. Everything was great. And when I visited way back in 2008, they had like the office roofs, you know, the you know, the white rectangle, the drop ceilings. They had like cubicles. The weight room was small, the whole thing. Like, what was your first thought when you got there? 
Well, I, I'll say this. So my first year uh, in in New England was at Old Foxborough Stadium. Yes. And I'm telling you, like that made oh, the Old Foxborough Stadium made the Raiders facility look like a five star hotel. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. So it was a reason that they were building Gillette Stadium. But then obviously, uh, you know, the Raiders facility out you know, in, in Oakland, it, uh, it, it felt different. It, it felt like it was an office building yeah. kind of energy. Like they you re know? repurposed it. Like it, they used to yeah, make copies right. there and now they, they play football. What I will say, like, I think, you know, you wanted to win for Al Davis when I was out in Oakland because you, you knew he cared and you knew he wanted to win and it was a family atmosphere and one thing that i always liked about it was they always had the veteran players come back like willie brown was always around um Atkinson was always around like you know uh, romanowski would come yeah. so you always knew that the raiders cared about the tradition and the rich history um, that they had and they always had, you know, uh, functions and kept guys in the mix. So like it made you want to play well. And as a defensive lineman, you know, playing in the black hole, yeah. like, uh, I, I mean, I kind of got off on that too. What's the craziest shit you ever saw in the black hole? Like you had to see, you had to see something <laughs> insane in there. Like it definitely smelled loud. Like in the early two thousands, it definitely, was like oh yeah no yeah. well put it like this it, it, it's nothing to you know mid game like every game timeouts it doesn't matter to just look to the side and you got brawls breaking out in the stands yeah. like that was yeah. a regular in the parking lot going home uh i want to say they didn't even have the raiders and san fran play like in the preseason games and whatnot at one point just because of the how much mess and the gang related stuff that will go on in the stands. So, no you know, it was, it was vicious. We used to, when I used to go play the Niners and they were a rival, I had a, like an, a plain clothes guy with my mom and my, my wife. And I said like, y'all can't wear Rams gear, you know, like right. it's just the Bay area. And then even LA, like when I was a kid at the Coliseum, like I wouldn't go to some games, you know, it's just like, it's a tough, right. it's a tough atmosphere. Out no, there. no, it's, it's different. It's, it's totally different. Um, you know, but like I said, as a defensive lineman, like I, I enjoy that type of, cause I, you know, I, that's how I tried to play my game. You know, I wanted to be physical, tough in your face. Yeah. Like, you know, some people probably say agitate you all, you know? So in terms of a player, like I, I kind of enjoy putting on the silver. And black. Man, listen, my favorite, one of my favorite Richard Seymour plays was you decking Ben Roethlisberger. I'll never forget <laughs> that. I don't know why that sticks in my head so much, but I was in college. I was sitting at home. I was like, I was like, Ben's a big guy, bro. I get asked about that all the time, um, but I, I, I will say, you know, you know how things happen. You're in the heat of the moment. You gotta, you know, it, it's just back and forth. Hell yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, yes, so but it was impressive. We've all been. Yeah, it was impressive. You know how that is. I know how that is. Richard, you were uh you were traded right before the 09 season and in three time first team all pro in New England, three Super Bowls. Was it okay time for something different or was it y'all are doing me dirty? It's September. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually it was like preseason was over with as yeah. well. Yeah. The season was that Sunday, well, the following Sunday, like preseason's over. So you, you have that week before the season starts. 
Um, and it's, and I got the call right then that I hate. So, so I, I hear, you know, Al Davis say we've traded for you and, or, so it's just however you want to look at it, whether it's traded for or yeah. traded out either one, it, it, you know, it but is that, makes it, it is. that makes it better though, because you're like, it's not like some like owner that you had no respect for wanted you. And it softens the blow to think like, I got to make this big change, but it's Al Davis who came calling like, and you're the perfect Raider. Like he loved big right. athletic, fast guys that could kick ass. Like it just made a lot of sense. Yeah, no, no, it did. But you know, I, I will say, you know, on the onset, the personal side, I, I had to get over, you know, Hey, my wife's here. My kids are about to go to school. We're on the East coast. And now, Hey, you know, in five days, I got to be on the West coast, which is a, a part of business. And I, I totally understand and get that. No question. Um, but you got to deal with your personal side as well. And I needed to make sure my family was straight before I headed out West and, you know, went out and, and, and was a pro about it. Let me ask you about two coaches in, in Oakland and you know, we can be quick on these, but Tom Cable, did you ever see him fight somebody? Was he just always, <laughs> was Tom Cable always ready to just throw down or something? Like he's an old yeah, he was coach. always in. Yeah, no, no. Tom was all like, and I, I enjoyed Tom like, yeah. cause Tom was the offensive line coach. But like when I came in, he was always very inquisitive about, you know, um, my experiences in New England. So he was he was always wanting to learn too. Yeah. And he also gave me leeway just in terms of practice and um, hey, you put in your work and I'll make sure I take care of you too. So, you know, even rather it was days off and that sort of thing. So we always had a really great relationship and we had the same common goal. He wanted to win and I wanted to win. And, um, you know, so from that standpoint, I enjoyed his toughness though. Like he was in your face as a, uh, as a coach and he would challenge a lot of guys. And so, you know, for me, I, I, I respected that side of it too. Yeah. He had a little D lineman in him. I mean, he had a little no, lineman in him, but he had a little D lineman. He had a little O line D line. Yeah. He had it um, for sure. And then Dennis Allen, who just got a head coaching job. He was there with you. Thoughts on Dennis Allen as a head coach? Do you think he has what it takes? Well, when I had him, he was a little bit younger. Yeah. Um, I think he was just coming off of a defensive coordinator in um, Denver yeah. at the time. And But I, I think he's uh, very knowledgeable, um, understands uh, defense. You know, I also think like it was just a, a, a little bit of a learning curve, but I, I think he he's going to be a great head coach eventually. He wasn't what he is now then. Yeah, he, he wasn't that right yeah. then. And, right. and I, I think that learning curve, I think he'll be a lot better in the spot now, just in terms of, you know, because it's one thing to call defenses, but now when we have to deal with the whole team and everybody, different personalities and what's going on here, like you have to manage a lot. Yeah. And so I, I think some of that side of it was a, a learning curve for him. And, you know, I, I think you'll probably admit that too. Probably luckily for him, you know, like it's a lot harder to walk into a new locker room full of guys and be the head coach if you've not dealt with them. And like New Orleans, he's been there a while. So luckily for him, like he's going to walk in and, you know, address Cam Jordan, address DeMario, address all those guys, and they know who he is. So that helps. It, exactly, yeah, because he was the coordinator. And, you know what I mean? And yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, no, that, that familiarity with what's we going on for sure. had a couple Pat's memories for you. We're just going to – we're going to say them. Most of them are Super Bowl, and you tell us what you think about it, okay? A little free association. Free association. Janet Jackson. When did you hear about Janet Jackson? That was a halftime show. 
With the yeah, camera. that was yeah. That yeah, after post post game, <laughs> I, I heard about the the debacle or the, the whatever they call it. Whatever you want to call it. The, <laughs> the malfunction. The malfunction. The malfunction. Wardrobe malfunction. I was a Panthers fan. I was a diehard Panthers fan growing up. I watched that game. Really? Oh, I was so bummed y'all beat them, but the halftime show was all right. So, That's, all right. so I'll say this about that game, though. Yeah. Not, not, not to keep moving fast, but uh, uh, that's the most physical game that I've ever played in the, the Super Bowl against the Panthers. Really? The most physical game that I've ever played by Why? far. Why? It came out later that those guys were on steroids, too. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, that'll I knew help. someone right. Yeah, that'll help. I knew someone right. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop on a lot of guys that kick my ass. You know, like that. <laughs> so tell me, the Panthers were physical. Like, they were a physical team. No, they were a very physical team. They were downhill. They also had really good schemes. I think the offensive line coach, um, like, he was a really good schemer in terms of knowing what our – Gap responsibilities for, yeah. but giving us a look and trying to take advantage of what we'd be doing. So it was a it was a real big chess match. So we had so, but not only that, but just the physicality yeah. of the game. Like they wanted to come and try to impose their will on us, and we wasn't having it. So it was just it was just an all out war in the in the trenches. Like um, like I like I said, like the most physical game that I've played by far um, just because of the, the tight ends and the, the, the run game and downhill. And, and even on that team, like it was me, Ted Washington. Um, uh, we had Ty Warren. I don't, yeah, I think Wilford, that was his rookie season. Right. I, I want to say, hey. yeah, but yeah, man, it was just, it, That's it was incredible insane. to hear that. I know it was my favorite team growing up. I never thought of that offense as like incredibly physical, but I also didn't know ball like I know now. And I know you guys being a mirror front kind of, you can manipulate yep. guys and put them in fucked up situations. Like, hey, we're going to counter step here and then we're going to go out here. We're going to nudge you. Like, yep. it's a whole yep. other level. You guys have to do so much dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. No. Carolina super fan. I'll give you a hundred bucks. If you can tell me the Panthers leading running back in that super bowl. That's tough. I mean, Fred Lane was still alive. Uh, uh, oh, I know. Okay. I'm going to go to you though. I'm, I'm gonna no, sir. No, I'm, I know I'm fucking it up. You don't get a hundred bucks, but you can tell them Richard. I get his Venmo. All right. I, I don't know if this is right, yet, but what's the, uh, I think it's a Forster or oh Deshaun Foster from UCLA. Foster, Foster. Was it Deshaun Foster in the super bowl. It was Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis. Wow. Of Washington football I, 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 team I knew Stephen Davis was a starting running back, but I didn't know he had that many yards. It sounds like, yeah, dude. Well, they, nobody had that many yards. You all, you all you did well. Did he was, good job Deshaun Foster was six yards shy of, of Stephen Davis. That's okay, that's why, because I knew he had the long run. That's why I said that. That's a yeah. great question, man. I'm down memory lane here. Tight ends, Wesley Walls. Remember that? He, he would shoot a shotgun in the end zone. He would, like, he would like shoot skeet in the end zone after a uh, touchdown. You can't do that anymore. Probably can't do that. All right, so I'll give you one there. Rams game plan, speaking of game plan. You guys are getting ready to play the greatest show on turf. It's your rookie year. Like, yep. what do you really know you can stop these guys? Well, it's one of the things. So we played a midseason, yeah. and they just beat us. They, it, it was in the old Foxborough Stadium. Yeah. So we, we played them there, and I remember the veterans on the team saying, hey, if we get an opportunity to play these guys again, 
we're going to beat them. Yeah. And they were like, hey, we're going to see these guys again. Yeah. They had just beat us, but it wasn't by much. Um, but we knew we could play with them. And that was, you know, and that was all the confidence that we needed at that time. And then everything worked out. We meet them in the Super Bowl. Um, and our game plan was to be, you know, they were the greatest show on turf, but we wanted to impose our will and be physical with these guys. Um, super talent. I mean, you think of Marshall Falk and the receivers, et cetera. So our game plan was, hey, we're not going to let them do that. Right. It's not going to be a running gun. We're going to make this dirty. Yeah. And so that that was the game plan going. Classic on. muddy it up. Like that's the birth of the Bill Belichick muddy it up. Yeah. Kind that's blue yep, muddy and, dirty. And the opposite of the it sounds like the other Super Bowl where you're like, damn, these guys are physical, and the Rams not as. I mean, I'm not saying they weren't physical, but they were they were throwing the ball around the yard. So. And yep. what about what what do you remember about Eli to Tyree? Because these days they might. Blow it dead. They might blow Eli it dead. You, got, you guys had him back there yeah, in like a slingshot. I, I had him in the grass. Me, yeah, me and Jarvis Green, we had him. I actually, it's funny. I talked to the ref. I saw him somewhere, and we talked about. Uh, I think it was at CBS. Uh, we talked. I was like, man, why didn't you blow that play dead? Y'all always protected the quarterbacks, yeah. and you know. But you know, it is, it is what it is. You know, here's the thing for the Giants that day, nothing could go wrong. Like yeah. every every loose ball, whatever they like. They had it, they got it, and you know that front just played outstanding that day too. Giants fan, yeah. Okay, well, you don't, you're not, <laughs> you're not proud of it these days. The last one on free association here, Brady's ACL in 2008. Talk to me about where you were, what guys were were thinking. Like somebody fell into him. Right. Was it week one? So who? Bernard so Pollard. Was, Bernard, was it Bernard Pollard? Yeah, but okay. it was it was the, it was it was during the game. Yeah, and uh, but when he went down. No one knew it was an ACL. Yeah. You know, it was like, ah, oh, well, he went down on his knee and, you know, you know, Castle came in or whatever. But, like, we didn't find out until, like, after or late. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, at that point, you're still going and playing. Like, it wasn't like, oh, wow, what are we going to do at that point, you know? Here's the interesting part. And you guys went on to win 10 games that year because uh, that was my rookie year. We went up and played you guys and almost beat you shockingly. But, like – that birthed kind of like all these quarterback rules, like not going right. low, all that stuff. Like, I'm sure you were right. pissed and you're like, damn, we lost Tom Brady, but then you're going to be dealing with those fines for the next five years. And, and now yeah. you're know, like, I got a tally and we all have tallies probably because of that Tom Brady play, honestly. Right. No, no. I, you know, and then you, I guess from a high level, and I didn't understand it from a, you know, a defensive lineman perspective. I always felt like, man, hey, we, you're in the line of battle. You know, it's just, you know, it's just a casualty of war. But, but I guess from a higher level, they say, well, hey, these guys are, you know, franchise players and, you know, so mean so much to the game no and what we're trying to do and accomplish. So I can understand from both sides in terms of protecting, you know, quarterbacks. But I will say this, I, but in the flip side, even from an offensive lineman standpoint, like they shouldn't be allowed to to go low or, or chop or do, you know, oh, the all high, of that should be yeah. outlawed as well. And they were high low and probably when you got in the league, they've cracked down on that oh, a lot man. more. Yeah, like, like when I got in, like, so it was a learning curve to, to understand like, okay, well, we can't do that anymore. Now they're calling it different. Yeah. And we have to adjust if we want to, you know. 
so no question the stories my dad told me are like crazy about that stuff like just it was uh, yeah. just wide open like hey i'm gonna take this guy's knees out and you're gonna stay up top <laughs> like that's insane to me okay last thing poker man i didn't know you were such a really actually like very good poker player you went top 150 like I, my producer's a poker player here top 150 how good he's not gonna say how good he is how good is richard seymour uh, at poker i watched him play a good amount on uh poker go richard's you're super good player. I was just wondering, like, in the World Series of Poker, which obviously takes place over multiple days, like, yep. how taxing is that mentally? And what do you like about poker? And does it fill that competitive void? At yeah, all no. Well, I'll say this, man. Poker is a really fun hobby. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, it's competitive, and we don't have to beat each other up. You know, yeah. right? So <laughs> it, it's a it's an outlet that you know that I still get the, uh, scratch and that itch. Um, and it, it demands so much. If you really want to be really good at a high level to play tournament poker, yeah. because bad things happen on the poker table and you need to, uh, be able to be mentally tough. And I've seen really good players that, um, if something bad happened, like they can't, uh, they let it get to them and they call it going on tilt. And so, uh -huh. um, I, I always felt like I used the disciplines that I had as a player to n be willing to grind it out against a lot of these players. And so, um, I was just very fortunate just to be, you know, I, I, I was really taught the game by, by my dad growing up, but then I just went to, to another level in terms of, you know, studying the game, doing, you know, just taking it serious. But like I said, it's just a fun hobby that I truly enjoy Somebody told me a story about the money that was changing hands on train rides in New England that like you would just <laughs> you would just run through people and somebody said you walked off the train and said I got some new thigh pads and there was <laughs> hey so so tell me so tell me what's the most money you've seen somebody win on a flight in a game of Bouray or you know like a poker game like what's the most somebody's walked out of a facility you Well seen? I'll say this like even like when I played against my teammates and stuff like I didn't play for big money I okay. was like in terms of just because they were my teammates and I, and, and, and that's a, that could be a bad yeah, deal. Owing somebody money, like, or even getting owing somebody, somebody owing you they're, money. They're, they're getting ready to go play a game and they're not focused on like, so I didn't want to get into that side of it. And that's really why I don't play a lot of big cash games now. Yeah. Like I'll play tournament poker, but it's a fixed limit. Like somebody like the world series of poker is a 10 K. But in the biggest tournament that I played, I think it was a 25K. But, like, I normally play a lot of different tournaments. Like, I'll play with my buddies just at the house. and But I, I'll play with them just for bragging rights. Yes. That, hey, I beat your butt. You know what I mean? Like, yes. so, like. Yes, with a nice um, glass of something. I mean, like, that yeah, sounds like. I got to learn. Yeah. Dude, I've never played poker. Oh, uh, dude, you love it. You love it. No, we, we got to. Okay. You, you gotta do it. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and especially if you get a really good group of guys, like I got a good group of guys here in my neighborhood that, you know, um, that don't take their money to teach you like the right way. <laughs> like, you know, you know, I'm just so afraid to be like the new guy at the table and everybody's like, look at this lick. I mean, like, we're just, no, gonna... no, well, you know what? That's the fun part for a while because you learn it. <laughs> yeah. And then you, then you kind of get, Oh, wow. And then once you learn a little bit more, then you just get to see like, oh, wow, this game is so beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it can be as deep or as shallow as you want it to be. Like it's really 
Like, how deep do you want to go in your mind? I mean, no different than football. Like, when you hear Peyton Manning or Tom talk about quarterback play, they can analyze so much and what this guy's doing on this play versus that and how we want to manipulate it. And next time we want to set it up like this. So that's how I kind of look at how I play the game. Like I may, depending on what's going on at the table, if all of the guys are really tight, then I may play a little looser. Yeah. If they're really loose, then I'm going to tighten up or, you know, so I'm, I'm looking for so much when we at the table and it's really come down to discipline and fundamentals, just like everything else. So, you, so you wear shades. Do you wear shades when you play? I some when I first started out, I did. Okay. But I was trying to look the part, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I, I want to be like, okay, this is what I see guys doing. You know, I don't want to give off any details between my eyes, but now I, I don't really wear shades. And, I, and here's the thing. So I played in a tournament. We were down in the Bahamas and it was a 25K tournament. Um, and I ended up coming in third in that tournament. And, but the night before we were out, we were having some wine, throwing a few bags. Like I, it wasn't like I was uh, like a game, you know, yeah, in, in bed prepping. by 11. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like I was just enjoying it. So like, Anyway, I, I say all that statement. I I, I thoroughly enjoy, it and it's a, it's a fun. And hobby. you can play well hungover. No, you can. Yeah. Okay, hey, I, I'll play with wine at the table with me now. You know, oh. I have some wine with me, and we'll be of my little chumming it up of my cone, and yeah, I'll have everything. All right, cool. I'm gonna take you up on that. When I see you next time, I'm I'm gonna play a hand of poker with you. No, no, we got to do show it. Show me the we basics, man. And you got to learn the right way. I, I'm I'm gonna send you some stuff. You got to okay. you want to learn the game the right way. You're the man, dude. Uh, is there anybody in the Hall of Fame you can't wait to stand up next to? This is the final question before we let the Hall of Famer go. Is there anybody, not a teammate, that you're like, I can't wait to stand next to that guy? Man, I, I, I would say uh, for me, well, two defensive linemen that I feel in my mind are the best in terms of uh, the game. That's Reggie White. Yeah. With, you know, God bless yeah. him. And, uh, and LT. Yep. So LT, you know, there's your guy. You yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, we did an event uh, at Foxwoods uh, Casino for DraftKings maybe about two months ago, um, yeah. and we were together for that. But like, I mean, he's, I mean, that's he's, he's the guy. He's the, he's the true OG. That's awesome. Richard Seymour, Pro Football Hall of Fame, Patriots Hall of Fame. I think we've checked all the boxes, man. Congratulations. Yeah. You got the Braves and the, the Bulldogs in one year. Green what? Light Pod, Ring of Honor, too. Yeah, we're going to put you in the Ring of Honor here at the Green uh, Light Pod. I appreciate that, the biggest man. Honor I appreciate yet, it. Huh? The biggest honor yet, dude. Great to see you, man. I'll, ca <laughs> I'll catch you down the line, man. Congrats. Indeed. No, thanks so much. Yeah. Appreciate course, it. Thank you. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And it tastes great. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. I recommend it to the whole Greenlight crew, especially Cowboy Reed. And now, everybody's feeling spry. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science, 
with constant product iterations and third-party testing. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Athletic Greens is also a climate-neutral certified company. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash greenlight. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash greenlight to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the, the last period of this podcast, it's a hockey system we're going on. The last period, hopefully no overtime, uh, is brought to you by a new strain, new strain alert, white 99 is what it's called. Don't know where they grow it, don't know much about it, but look it up on your little Leafly app if you want. I love this strain. I'm not saying it's move, move on over Dutch Hawaiian, but... Um, I smoked this the other night and I was stressed out and then all of a sudden I felt 17 again. This is strong weed. White 99 is strong weed. Yeah, I looked it up. It said it was an extremely potent strain of marijuana. Good weed, dude. You keep saying how great the weed is and yes. I just say things like, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I'm not actually smoking <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, good. All right, good. So reads out, weeds in, reads out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, and we're it's in the third Matt period. Kingston's turn. This is like, hey, hey, Tom Brady. Right. Hey, Wally Pip. Hey, Mo Lewis. COVID is Mo Lewis. Hey, Bernard Pollard. And fucking, no, it's, a, it's Mo Lewis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're calling back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was a good callback. Yeah, uh, thanks. It was a great interview, right? Yeah. He's awesome. He's really cool. Is he great? Yeah, really cool. That nice in person. Some stars you meet, you're like, why are you this nice? You should be a dickhead like all the other ones. Yeah. No. Modest about his poker ability too. Like third in a high roller tournament is no joke. He's playing against literally the top pros in the world. Him, Walter Jones, and Julius Peppers, the three nicest football players who I like really greatly admire that I met like at a, like just down to earth. Yeah, probably need one more for a Mount Rushmore, but I'd hate to say that because people will tell me cease and desist. Hey, for anybody that listens to this podcast, when we do a draft, believe it or not, they did drafts like... When the old man in the three was like a young when man. When Jesus was a baby. Yeah, when Jesus was drafted. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Jesus was like, I'll take Murr, number one overall. Frankincense, though. Dropped. Like dropping. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pontius Pilate is like off the board. That's good stuff. Are you dra- <laughs> they having the draft in Bethlehem? Yeah, well, they they move it around. I think Nazareth is getting it next year. Rockus. Yeah. Supposedly Jesus was on that white 99. Anyways, uh, we're going to let Tom Brady step in for Reed today. Yeah, I got to say I don't like that analogy because Reed is the goat Reed's a real Tom Brady. I mean, Reed, you are. Reed's listening in from his little bubble. Uh, Reed, we love you. Bubble boy. Love you, Reed. Uh, you guys see any of the news out of the uh, combine today? Kenny Pickett has small hands, is what I heard. <laughs> yeah, eight eight point <laughs> five, which is as large as my hands. So I bro, feel that's weird the about worst. It. Like outside of like penis, I think uh, hands are probably the thing that guys are most sensitive about. Like if you have small, like small hands, like I think if you were like, hey man, your hands are pretty small. Like next to, hey man, your dick is pretty small. I think guys get worried about that stuff, and so I think. 
gripping the football, yes, it's a concern. But my concern is that Kenny Pickett has eight and a half inch hands uh, in the confidence department. Joe Burrow tweeted uh, about two years ago now, considering retirement after I was informed <laughs> well, the football will one. be slipping out of my tiny hands. He's one of one. Please keep me in your thoughts. Joe Burrow's the exception, bro. But he's not. Mahomes is in that group too. You're right. Maybe it's like guys have guys with small hands, although I saw a statistic today, uh, like only nine guys that have been drafted since whenever have had hands under starting quarterbacks in the NFL, like hands under nine inches or something. I just feel like maybe some of these guys have been dealing with small hands jokes their whole life, so it makes them like ultra confident. Like, I think I have small hands and I don't care. So I've done a 180 in 90 seconds on what small hands means for quarterbacks. Joe Burrow hasn't lost a bunch of fumbles. Joe Burrow hasn't thrown yeah. a bunch of picks. Danny but he's Dimes also probably Joe has Burrow. 17 inch like, hands. You talk about Patrick Mahomes and his hands or Joe Burrow and his hands. Okay, that's cool, but like then show me all the other quarterbacks with those with with small hands. All the dudes who are fumbling, those fumbling quarterbacks, the ball probably gets lost in their giant mitts. You think? Give me a small hand. Too small. I know where the ball is. Yeah, or just the right size hand. Yeah. Let's measure your hand real quick. We did this recently. What was it? Um, I think I, I think it was a niner. I think. Call your hands a niner. We did this um, exactly one year ago well, <laughs> when Joe Burrow had Cowboy Reed said we did this exactly one year ago when Joe Burrow had small hands. <laughs> That's so good. And Joe Burrow turned out to be God. Didn't I, I think I had Niners, right, Reed? You had nine, yeah. You niners. and Joe Burrow. Joe same. Burrow went ahead of Jesus yeah. in the draft. In the yeah. in like in Nazareth. So Joe Burrow is Kenny Pickett's best friend right now. Did you guys you, see that picture of Evan Neal at the combine today? Yeah, Svelte. Oh, he's down, huh? He, What's he down he's to? He's weighing in at 337. Macon has the picture on his phone. He looks pretty freaking good. That's at him at 337? Yeah. That's me after two nights at Miller's. Two nights? I can show you a, a rounder belly right now. And Holy shit. I get, I, fewer pounds. Wow. I get, I, get in the, I get in the mirror. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Can you zoom in so I can see a little bit better? Yeah, guy's jacked. It's got to be tiresome to be that, like, muscular and heavy holy shit i'd be smiling too if i was 340 like it's my brother it's kyle that's how kyle's built a lot of buzz going around about malik willis there was a video of him actually um future hall of famer malik willis perhaps there was a video of him giving food to a homeless person on the street that was videotaped surreptitiously and has now become viral I don't know. So there's just a lot of talk about Malik Willis. Do you, do you think that increases his stock? If Future you see him man generous? of the year. No, I just, if he, okay. So I have to see the video. Like if he knew people were around and he was like, it doesn't appear that he knew people dude, were around. Then he's a good person. Like he's a good person. Malik despite, Willis, not only going to be a hall of famer, despite, did he do something? Uh, the institution of yeah. higher learning. Well, listen, attended. another thing about, you know, speedy quarterbacks that run a lot, is like durability, right? So you do have to worry about that. But as long as he can fall well, he's going to be just oh! fine. Nice. Yeah, that was good. White nine. White ninety nine. All right, one more combine topic. Do you guys see Jelani Woods put up twenty four bench press reps, leading all tight ends? Shout out to Jelani Woods. 
Yeah. When he's uh when his knees and ankles aren't hurting, bro, he is. Uh, he really does look like Rob Gronkowski. Out there. He's <laughs> he huge. looks like. Well, let's not. Looks like. But yeah, yeah. His he's built kind of like unorthodox for an NFL tight end nowadays. Like he's he's kind of got half of like an old NFL body, but half of a new NFL body. It's really funky, and I I don't know if it's just the the zero, you know, mm-hmm. that he was wearing. You get him out of that zero, he might look a lot a lot more pro ready. One thing he does do is is catch the ball, which not all tight ends can do. He could be that wahoo that that people are like, I never heard of him. Where'd he come from? Yeah, you know, I think this could be uh, the guy. I could do twenty four reps at one hundred pounds. Twenty four push ups is. Something Probably that I aspire about to my do. max, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So recently, somebody put together a graph. Let of... me remind people that I'm a fucking coward. Okay. Can I remind people that I'm a coward and um, and a liar? And uh, I became man of the year. I not only cheated on the um, the the vertical. You remember that mm-hmm. by putting tissue paper in my hand in my glove. Got caught. Um. So legit thirty something. But I also, um, we were talking about uh, bench. Bench. I opted out of the bench, made up a thumb injury. Made it up? I mean, I hurt my thumb, but like, fuck, everybody's got a thumb injury, dude. You know what I mean? At the combine today, every single wide receiver except for one made up an excuse to get out of the bench. Oh, I was, ahead of, I was ahead of my time. I was basically a skill guy. That was the, the mistake. Did you bench at a pro day? No, dude. You I just prob- might have been weak. I'm just gonna nobody t- would have known. Bro, exactly. Exactly, dude. The Rams didn't tell me they were gonna sell the team seven years later. Like but, and, and move to LA and win ten games along the way. I was gonna probably get a twelve or some shit. Look, guys. I, I, hey, we're both. He runs a four seven and he tries hard. Like, Fuck yeah, he's good handwork. Yeah. Like he's not gonna bench press. Period. <laughs> You lied. You were a liar. Liar and a cheater. And eventually a man of the year. All right, I got a graph here of the most disliked NFL players, coaches, owners, or associates. This is measured based on negative tweets in the last month of the most current season. Okay, and so it does not include retired players such as Brady or Roethlisberger. The last month, I mean, and earlier we said this, you made sure to outline that it's not just, and we're guessing here, shout out to Dr. Facts for pulling this thing up, but you, you made sure we knew it wasn't just players or coaches. So Jackson Mahomes is in there. Correct. Not saying I hate Jackson Mahomes. I'm just saying what, I saw a lot of tweets. Sorry, what's the descriptor again? Is it hated? Based on negative tweets in the last month of the 2021-2022 I mean, Carson season. Wentz is going to be up there. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is number one by a lot. Okay. Hated but also loved. By... Everybody with Spotify, evidently. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? Everybody loves... Like, half the country hates him, half the country loves him. I just... I think he's a great football player, and I think he's probably a, a better dude than, than he appeared to be this year. Roger Goodell? He did not make... Oh, yeah, he did. Sorry, he's in uh, eighth place. Oh. Okay, How Carson many, Wentz is on there? He is not. Yeah, that Whoa, was a weird... This that was a valid, weird. Dude. No, that was a weird call by People you, I think. People hate Carson, dude. Yeah, but Small think about market. the last oh, month yeah, of this of year. Oh, yeah, and then Philly fans are... And I assume the year wrong. ended with the Super Bowl and... Uh, okay. Last uh, month of the regular season. And how many are on this list? Antonio Brown. There's yeah, Correct. Antonio Brown is second. There's okay. a total of 20. 
Okay. Probably won't be able to guess all of them, but that's right. Try to guess a few more. A couple coaches, a couple owners. Stephen Ross. Oh, coaches. Oh, uh, Joe Judge. Washington. Dan Snyder. Yes, sir. Dan Snyder, most ho- hated owner. Uh, any John Gruden still lingering? No, I think that news had passed at that time. Hmm. I'll give you a hint, Chris. You played for one of them. Oh, God, Bill. Yep, third really? place. Oh, that's mean. Makes, I'll give you a hint. Uh, one of your favorite players when he was with the Giants. Tiki? Oh, Odell. Odell, there we go. Um, somebody who has some, like, legal uncertainty in their future? Yeah, Deshaun, Deshaun. Watson. Yeah, and Maybe then... in their present. Jackson Mahomes, as you mentioned. Baker, or... Baker, sorry. Baker. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) Baker Mayfield. Hey, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. There's only one other guy in the top 10 that you guys didn't get that shocked me. Well, you know, we, we, uh, no, the one that you're missing is somebody super fast. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Okay. All right. And then a couple, one, one more quick football one. If you were going to redo the Browns logo, you know, we did our worst logos draft the other day, got a lot of traction on traction on social media. The Browns logo was, I think, your number one pick, Chris. What would you guys redo the Browns logo as? Thanks to everybody who said I won that draft. I appreciate you all and um, couldn't agree more. How about a brown helmet? <laughs> yeah, not an orange helmet. That, like, duly <laughs> noted. Duly noted. I would, yeah, I would do that. Uh, this is potent, huh? Oh, no, I'm not high on drugs. No, okay. that's just... It's just you. you getting a little little towel-y vibe over there? No, your eyes are watering. Mine? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, really need an HR person. I was thinking the Browns logo. You know how like they like to wear those brown paper bags over yeah. their heads in mm. the stands? So just a flaming bag of dog shit <laughs> on the side of their helmet. <laughs> Very representative of the franchise. I think... I think it should be that jersey with all the names scratched out, starting with like it's a Tim Couch jersey. Yep. And I think it should just be the, the tape. That's yeah. Good. yeah, that's, good. that's perfect. Okay. That's perfect. Because they honest, that's good. Because honestly, at training camp, a lot of times, if you don't have like a name yet, so to speak, they put it on your helmet on right. tape or something. I don't know if they do that in College of the Pros. I can't remember. I'm both now. But yeah. that's literally it. Seven of those motherfuckers, or 17 of those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They're like Buckeyes. Yep. On your helmet. Yep. Those pieces of tape with Tim Couch, etc. But now they have some stability. With Give me Peyton Hillis, the Madden cover of Peyton yeah. Hillis is your new logo. That <laughs> was good. the peak. That was that is the peak Browns moment. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And I mean this very in very complimentary. A guy was on the cover of Madden that if you polled a hundred people today, seven of them know who he is. Oh. You think seven's hot? Under. Okay. And he was a Browns player, and he was a white running back. Yeah. And you managed to catapult him onto the cover of Madden. Were the other players Madden cover players on strike that year? What happened? Is it brilliant marketing, as facts might say? I think it might be brilliant marketing, dude. Like, hey, Madden, we're going to honor somebody every year, but we're going to throw this one guy in. Yes. They're going to be talking about it 20 years from now. (laughs) Boom! Peyton Boom, Hillis. white running back. Boom, white running back's going to be out of the league in three years. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
that's a fucking no that's the browns uh that's the browns logo yeah peyton's kind of a sexy name by the way (laughs) transitioning into our topic of what is the sexiest name that did tom brady throw a pick his first year (laughs) after drew bledsoe went down because that might have been the one pick but keep it that's good. That's funny as fuck. All right, good transition. See how he did that? Yeah, no. That Reed, do you hear that at home? Seamless. How about that transition? Damn. Sexiest names, huh? Or he actually asked, what are the sexiest and least sexy names? You know what? Megan does it for me. Like, when I hear Megan. What about, like, Macon? Nah. Okay. Macon is not a sexy name, but high probability there's a porn star with the name Macon. What? Yeah, Macon Sex. <laughs> Macon, you know, making you come. <laughs> that type of stuff, right? It's brilliant. If there isn't, there should be. Yeah, so you, you got that going for you, but I don't think it's a sexy name, no. And Chris, two down the middle. Nobody thinks Chris is a sexy name. I would say Amber. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Amber. Yeah. The color, yeah, I like I like that color. You're afraid to say what what names are sexy to you. I'm not. I'm afraid to analyze Amber. I think you're. I think you're probably right. You're afraid to say Kate's I, not listening. Kate, I really like. Okay, but after Kate, here you go. Popular names for births, years 1921 to 2020. Not gonna be real hot. You want male or female dog? Go with female dog. Mary. No. Patricia. No. Jennifer. Sometimes. Linda. No. Elizabeth. Not really. Barbara. More of a beautiful name. Barbara, definitely not. Jessica. We're, did we say Jessica already? No. It's like Jennifer. It can sometimes. Sarah. It's cute. She's cute, maybe. Karen. Telling on black people for something. Nancy. Nancy's awesome. She runs my foundation. Lisa. Lisa can be, she could be Lisa Turtle. She'd be kind of hot. Lisa Turtle, what's that? Saved by the Bell. I didn't see that. Jeez. Betty. Uh-uh. Uh, sneaky one. You think? Sneaky. Yeah, because you, like, you like, it's 1940. <laughs> Margaret. Betty Boop, or whatever the fuck that <laughs> cartoon lady's name was. Margaret. Margaret? No. Nah. You don't need to repeat all of them. I'm speaking very clearly. Okay, keep going. Sandra. We take more time when you tell me not to repeat it, honestly, for the sake of Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Sandra. That's right. Cassandra. Sure. Put the C back on. Yeah. Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. Kimberly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emily. Nah. Donna. No. Michelle. Yeah. Dorothy. Nah. Carol. Nah. Amanda. Light of my life. Melissa. The Waylon Jennings song. Uh, Melissa, no. I'll round out the top 25 with Rebecca. Definitely. Absolutely. Wow. Really hard marks for uh, Ashley and Rebecca, it sounded like, from, from you guys. Is that right? Yeah, Ashley's, I yeah. mean, I prefer Rebecca to go by Becca, but yeah, sure. Okay. Jeez. Eva's a pretty good one, too. Freaking, uh, 
Who the hell was Whitney Houston married to? <laughs> Bobby Brown. Fucking Bobby Brown over here <laughs> telling Rebecca what to go by. Got another question from Reed. This one is interesting. Would you give up the last five years of your life to be a dog for a month? This is an interesting question, Reed. And I don't have my ears in, so I can't hear Reed. I'm no longer, no headphones here. <clears throat> as God intended podcasting. Reed, I know I can't hear you, but is it COVID fog? Like, this isn't even close. Is it that Acapulco gold that you picked up out in Colorado? I know they grow that in California or Mexico, supposedly. So I'm going to say no to this one. (laughs) Reed, fuck yeah. I'm so glad you asked this question. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me this question for 37 years nearly. Reed added, you don't know when you'll die, so you could be giving up five years in your 80s or five years in your 40s. Man. um, For one month as a dog. I have seen my dog, not to mention the fact that the dog does not have agency. Like, the dog has to ask to come inside. I was thinking about this 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 morning. No opposable thumbs. The dog has to ask to leave. The dog... Gets one meal every day. It's hard being a pescatarian, dude. You Imagine feed your dog eating... only once. No, but like one food, one type of food. Oh, god! One you. type of food a day. When I throw that food up, I eat my own vomit. <laughs> like what? What? Who wants to be a dog? Give me a yeah, but you you don't have any stress. Fucking, I don't know, like a California condor if they're still around, or a fucking peregrine falcon, or a snow leopard. Reed added that you have no stress as a dog. If you want to, if you're asking me if I would rather be a human being or a dog, (laughs) now we're having a conversation. I think it really depends, though, on the situation. Now, if if I'm like a golden retriever in an upper middle class family, then, yeah, I'll be a dog. If I'm a street dog in like the Dominican Republic, no, I'm going to keep the five years of my life. Bro, I'd rather be a street dog in the Dominican Republic than a fucking golden retriever. You and say that. You just say no. that. Absolutely. You're a dog, dude. What is what, what does it matter? You're not cold. You live in the DR. You basically live on the beach. You can eat whatever the fuck you want. I want to snag a chicken, no problem. Yeah, like a predators. Burger that somebody They're left predators. Street, no problem. Predators, there's a fucking flip side to everything, dude. I'm not eating my own vomit. I'm not eating my own vomited up blue yeah, buffalo like, that they, I've had the last twenty eight days. I'm, on, I'm in there. the DR, dude. Yeah, they're not going to be very kind to you, though. Taylor, you're right. Your your take is right. Bro, my take is right. And the the right take is that being a human being, as shitty as things are, in this century, is the easiest fucking thing in the history of people and animals and life forms that could breathe and, and, and have an existence. We have the easiest life in the world. It's the biggest misconception that dogs have it easy. Dogs have it fucking hard, dude. Yeah, they're totally dependent on us for everything. Yes, I like fucking dictating the action, man. We're human beings. I don't want to bark to go outside, dude. You stick me in the DR, though. Punta Cana. Punta Cana mutt. You just unlocked this question for me. I get to carve off five years of this miserable <laughs> existence. Oh, there you go. Check And I can be a dog. Yes. It's a hell of a question, it's Reed. It's super easy to be a human, Reed. It's not. Reed, what's, what I'll does take Reed dog. say? Tell me what he said. Reed, what's your answer? Well, you get to, your your consciousness goes with you as a dog, so you don't have to ask to come back in, inside. You can stay outside for as long as you want. 
You don't have to eat your own vomit. You'll know that it's your own vomit. You won't eat it. So I can hear whatever. You okay, retain well, your consciousness, so you can stay outside when you're a dog as long as you want. You don't have to eat your vomit if you don't want to eat your vomit. You're you as so a dog. So I'm me as a dog, and you're telling me I'm sh- I'm not stressed as a dog. <laughs> you, so this is what you <laughs> no 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 Reed. I have you, my ears. No, in you now. wouldn't have to you. drive. You wouldn't have to worry about buying any food. Food would already be bought for you. You wouldn't have to be worried about going anywhere. You want me texting five out to everybody when you're ten out? <laughs> hey, dude, I slowed down on that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm actually receptive to coaching. <laughs> so I'm like, was that a, was that a no, shot at me? No, not at all. It was not okay, a shot. a ton okay, of cool, things cool, that cool. you're not receptive I'm, at I'm, outside the, the terms of our projecting. Wait, yeah, hold no on. So if you're a dog, but you have your brain, couldn't you just like spell stuff with sticks and explain to people you're secretly a now, human? Now, if I was a dog with my brain, I would be on the news in no time. Yeah. No he, time. I'd have you fuckers wrapped around my finger. Like wrapped around my finger. I would be dictating world policy. Like you guys are overthinking this. You're just it's That's right. No. You're just, no read. You just <laughs> you enjoy yourself a as a dog for a month. You just, it's a vacation. Can't believe right. I've been talking Dude, to you. This. Take a I don't think I could do it for with my own consciousness, no. Like knowing Right, exactly. Knowing so then, in my dog I would have to do it in like a completely separate being consciousness a dog basically, and not aware of it. Being a dog is like smoking a fucking small automobile sized pile of white ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> because if you don't care that you're eating your own vomit, <laughs> that you're barking to go outside, Z- that you have to ask before okay. you come back inside, that people kick you off the couch, that cars hit you. When you see other dogs, they fight you, bro. You're not ready to be a dog. You're What's not ready going- to be a dog, bro. What's going being on a at dog- your house? Being a dog is hard, bro. Can't even take your coat off. If I could be yes, Zoe, if I I'm could hot. be hot, nothing. I can't change anything. I'm I'm hot. I have an itch. I can't fucking scratch it. Zoe's always happy. If I could be Zoe, I'd be Zoe. I wouldn't. You're right. I wouldn't want to carry this brain into my month as a dog. So you would rather be a dog? For you would take the dog side of this thing. Yeah. Can I? Can I lop off twenty years? I mean, <laughs> holy shit, dude! How much are you willing to sweeten the dude, pot? Dude, so I got this dog collar for my dog because he likes to run away sometimes, and it has oh, like a. Don't uh, get me started on the walks, dude. dude. It has it has a GPS on the collar, so I can find him. Right. Started on the walks. It also like I guess tracks like his movement and stuff. Yeah. This dude sleeps nineteen hours a day on average. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. It does. Yeah. Like, well, sleep, I agree. Eat, he's doing it out know. of avoidance because the rest is just terrible, dude. Being a dog is awful holy shit i don't know that you should be owning dogs i love dogs we're getting two more you're doing I what i told you this we're you're, getting two more you're getting two more dogs yeah i'm getting as many dogs as possible and trying to improve their lives dude because their you're lives are so them? hard getting rescues no you don't, so you're telling me that because I'm buying the dog, his life is less precious than a rescue dog? I just heard improving their lives. Like I thought, I it am was improving their lives. Of, I thought it was like part of Ed Zone or They're Water living Boys. with a fucking dog breeder. No one wants to live with a dog breeder. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to live with a dog breeder. That's training camp for the regular season. Our dog breeder had a bunch of Trump flags. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm getting more dogs. I want to save them all. I might go get five more now, dude. As it, this is unbelievable. I got a little animal problem of my own. I was hoping you guys could help me with. Unless Macon's got more dog commentary. Well, is your, is your dog? How long can we talk about how bad dogs' lives are? I'll keep going. I'm I'll be like Bill sure Burr in Philadelphia. You're... Talking about Harold Carmichael. Like my dog going. has a really good life. I'm worried that your dogs aren't having really good lives because you say dogs have such bad lives. 
here's a little tiny treat that if you ate as a human, you probably <laughs> wouldn't even like it, and then get in this cage that we call a crate. Now. Oh, no, Zoe's not in it. Yeah, my great. dog just kind of free roams around. He's not. Yeah, we kind of raised yeah. Zoe right. Doesn't really bark. Doesn't hey, where upstairs. are we going? I'm yeah. going to cut your testicles off at the doctor. Yeah, Zoe had no nuts. You tell her to sit and she sits. That's right. You like following orders? Oh, very much so. Yes. <laughs> I like. Oh he might I do. be a dog. He's a dog, but not the kind of dog that I'm used to associating. Like. I'm a DR dog. I, I'm not saying I'm tough. I just would want freedom. I want freedom. You dude. are a DR dog. Agreed. I, I want freedom, dude. I'm not an inside dog. Worms. Red rocket. You get a boner. You can't hide it. You're just fucking look at this thing, dude. Look at this thing. Oh, fuck. What are you excited about? There's a bird outside. I had a thought. <laughs> fuck, dude. It's not that great. I'd rather be a killer whale, dude. Brain three times size of a human. There are only two options. By the way, who would win? Spoiler alert. Killer whale would beat the shark. Great white shark. Huh. Yeah. What about whale sperm whale? Whale sperm whale. Sperm whale. Sperm whales are ferocious, dude. Okay. And it's redundant. It's redundant. They wouldn't print that book. But go ahead. Wasn't that... I thought that was coming up. On Reed Reads. I don't know. Keep going. Stay tuned. I cannot believe. Dog or like, sounds like hell. Go ahead. Um, speaking of hell. So, uh, moved into my new apartment. Very excited. Everything's going great. The next morning. Congratulations. The too. next morning. First night there, I wake up. 6.05. There is a fucking rooster crowing right across the corner. Stop it, dude. There has to be a, a, a there has to be a fucking Zillow. Oh my God, this threatens like the quality of work we get out of him. What do I do? I care on a human level for sure. Oh my God! Holy shit, dude! Like now, oh wow! What do you do? I mean, I think I got a few options. Well, you yeah, kill, I know you one option. Kill you the got. rooster. Yeah, right. You. I was thinking of like lobbying City Hall to change their rooster laws. No question. Um, I'm going to have yes, to advise no against that no. as a real estate professional. Uh, you can't be, don't leave the people alone. Let them do what they want. I would kill the rooster. I would shoot the rooster. Big states rights guy. Yeah. You? Yep. You would shoot the rooster. Well, not me personally. I would probably ask my dad or somebody else. Maybe when the sound machine that's supposed to be on the staircase comes, you could use a sound machine. How about a sound machine? That's a good idea. No, but honestly, Matt, that's really fucked up. If I were you, um, uh, is it every morning? It's every morning. Yeah, today was the second day. I, I was already a little bit more got, used go, to it. Oh, I got it. Got it. Water oh. damage, insurance, mold. You found mold. Sue them. Let's sue these. Fraud. Let's do some fraud. Yes, fraud. I was thinking maybe it was like an omen. I just need to start waking up at the crack of dawn every day. Well, I tell you what, it's not bad. It's not so bad. I've been going to bed since the football season ended. I don't have to do, we don't have to do those Sunday nights. I've been going to bed by like 1130. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And what time are you up? Oh, 730. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This morning I was 705 because I can't sleep any longer. I'm like, like Meg will let me sleep in and the kids go to school like on a morning where I want to sleep. And um, now I wake up and hear them leave. And I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? I didn't have, see the kids and didn't sleep in. I've got a baby who gets up at 6.55. Yeah. Routinely. Those are the consequences of sex. <laughs> so, anyways. And. Yeah. 
I feel like getting up in the sixes. Yeah. You start your day with a little uh, little grit. It's as man intended. Because people, you know, cavemen, they just woke up when the sun came. All right, imagine that you can only go to live sporting events in one sport for the rest of your life. Would you choose NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, hockey, or pro baseball? Dogs don't even know sports exist. <laughs> Tell that to the Frisbee catching dogs. No idea. It's a product of where I live, but, well, maybe it's not. It's college basketball, and it's college basketball by a mile for me. NHL, hockey, really cool sport to watch live. Uh, NFL is worse. You know who needs to renegotiate their CBA? Hmm. Frisbee dogs. Mm-hmm. Lockout, strike. Go ahead. They don't see a single cent, dude. They're on ESPN now. I feel like maybe the if Westminster we lived in... Dog show? Baton Rouge. Yeah, those dogs don't get paid. Dogs at got all. the worst union, dude. College they got the worst. Dogs a good have scene. the worst unions, dude. A big dude. college football game is hard to beat. <laughs> but I'm going college hoops. You get March Madness. You get the tournament. You got the freaking Sun Belt. Nobody voted on the CBA. Louisiana Lafayette <laughs> weighing down its leg in the last minute 40 to blow a cover. You, you can't replicate that. College hoops is my answer. Representation in film. Air Bud. That's it. Okay. I'm, College football second. Okay. Here, I'm going to break it down for you. NBA. Fuck. Fuck Be- off. Best, best sports music. to watch in person. Okay. And this is bad for football, but uh, at, at, like courtside NBA, courtside college uh, basketball, anything low. Your feet have to be on the floor, huh? Yeah, feet on the floor. Fuck okay. yeah. I'm just telling you. Like okay. for me to really enjoy seeing a, a basketball game. Although, because I think... A basketball game is so much different than football. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm desensitized to how big guys are, but there's not good seats in football. So, like, you got to be way behind the clubs and all that stuff. All right, I'm inside basketball. So, you don't really appreciate how fucking big the guys are. Like, when you're standing on the sideline, and this happened to me late in my career when I was hurt for the first time, and I'm just watching in street clothes, not able to defend myself. Guys scared me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, damn, that would hurt. You get that same, you get the basketball version of that with how fucking tall these guys are. Like, it is a whole another level. And physical. Like, you're like, oh, man, that skinny center really bangs down there. Mm -hmm. I would not want to box him out. Mm -hmm. So I love going to basketball games. Uh, I'll probably keep basketball. I'll probably uh, probably keep the NBA. Wow. If I had it, now, do I have a ticket to any game? Sure. Sure. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm NBA. Yeah. Going to the Suns, yeah, and Bucks people finals. here now. People here are gonna say like, I know we have some white listeners, <laughs> and they're gonna, they're gonna all say, what about hockey, right? Uh, and you're right, hockey's two for me. Football is last. Baseball might be tied with football for me. Now, baseball, it's a kid thing, but in seven years, my kid gets bored with baseball. I can't go there anymore. So yeah, give me give me basketball followed by hockey. Yeah, I'd take NCAA hoops followed by Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think I'd go hockey and then college hoops. Oh, just good. like just because oh, hockey, dude. When you're sitting on the glass, like that's a great experience. Oh yeah, I love the like, glass. When you're sitting on the glass and like someone gets slammed up against the wall, like that's pretty. That's love awesome. the glass. College hoops. I've never sat awesome. on the glass. You elitists. Love the glass. Glass is cool. Even the suites are really awesome in hockey, and all the seats in between. <laughs> all right, last thing, making. Make your plea to the people to get your Twitter verified. Yeah, true, true, true. We got to do that. Get rid of Uga. I don't mean get rid of him, but it's too hot for that dog on that field. No, that's what makes it 
It's so hot. I can't take off a layer. He's lying down on a on an ice bag. Bro, I'm gonna be the most empathetic podcaster in the world towards dogs. This is an animal all rights time. pod now. No, bro, this is rename this pod PETA. <laughs> I'm gonna start just attacking people for no reason. PETA, hard cut. When I went through the process of being rejected for verification, I think I had to click like entertainment and then podcast with some sort of sub genre. And uh, it wanted three articles written about me, yeah, uh, of which I had none at the time. And so I linked like um, an Adam Schefter retweet or something. Like it wasn't <laughs> a good scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wanted like my name on a website, which we now have, and my Twitter handle on a website, which we now have. Go to greenlightsomething.com podcast, greenlightpodcast.com, and uh and, uh, and we got an article. We got an article out of Clear Blue Sky. So now we need two more articles. They want three articles written about me to uh, get verified. Now, I'm not a big... Uh, Clear Blue Sky. Wait. Remember you were like, hey, can you hook me up with that writer to do this, this profile <laughs> on me? You remember that? No. That did not happen. And I don't know, Do what comes with verification? Do I really... I kind of... Maybe I want to be in the shadows. You no. Know? Being verified is cool. It is? Sure. Tell me about it. I <laughs> couldn't lately, but... I am like on the app time time and it is nice being verified. Okay. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's not. Will you write an article? Who gives a fuck? Honestly. Exactly. But who gives a fuck? But also this would be good content. That's all I care about, dude. The only reason I'm on Twitter is because I have a podcast. Is my getting verified better content than my being rejected again? Because my being yeah, rejected both is of funny, them are great, dude. but it's a, it's a pretty short payoff. This whole thing is just continue to strive. Yeah. Okay. So what we need to do? Write an article. Get two articles written, right? Write two articles. Two. So and preferably it's not <clears> like chrislong.blogspot.com. Writers. writers. It, it needs to I'm be like. I'm looking up writers. Yeah. Who is a really famous writer? People also ask. William Shakespeare. <laughs> Being alive would help because yeah. it, it needs no question. To be I know they're dead. Public domain. I know they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Perlman. Jeff Perlman is where I'm trying to get us, dude. Jeff Perlman yes, would work you. out. Jeff Perlman was just on the pod. Writes books. If he could just write an article. Yeah. Um, he will knock on your door. Is Rick Riley still Come writing on articles? Knock on my door. All right. I think he's retired. I'm going to make a plea to Rick Riley. Hey, Rick Riley. Hey, it's flattering that that so many of you wondered if I was really retiring, but I'm wondering why you stopped listening to the podcast. I wonder why you guys don't five really minutes listen, in, dude. 30 seconds later. I wonder why y'all, like, just, I know people do things while they're podcasting, <laughs> but. What are you doing while we're podcasting? Because he didn't come close to retiring. It, it was nice to hear from so many people, but you yeah, did a fake funeral. I, thing. I thought we made it clear within a minute. You did a fake funeral thing and it worked. Yeah. What an ovation that mm -hmm. was. Huh? Yep. <laughs> okay. So no, nah, th th that speaks to how few people actually fuck that up. He's not retiring. Not He's, retiring. Okay. And, it, and if you write for like a small town newspaper. But what we do need is a. DMs are open. We need a, an article, preferably two, written about uh, my co-host making Gunner here. He's a tremendous co-host. Oh. He's a celebrity. Thanks. One of the most talented people in the business. He needs a blue check for whatever the fuck that's worth. And Rick Riley of all people knows what it's about making content. It's hard sometimes. We're trying to make some content here, Rick. You're one of the content kings, dude. Mm -hmm. I used to, my legs used to go numb sitting on the toilet reading Rick Riley. Yeah. Just go straight to the back. Uh, I'm reading Rick Riley. 
can't feel my legs. Rick, what if I told you one 1996. day, my friend started a podcast and then I, and then I, I did it too. With right. My, exactly. So what happened here was my friend, great real estate agent. Oh yeah. Thanks. Found time in his schedule, which is hard. Cause he's a fucking, oh. uh, I'm being, I'm complimenting you. Try to talk to Rick Riley. Not a violation. Okay. I, I pulled out. I did not inhale. <laughs> All right, but Rick Riley, back to you, man. You're one of our favorites. Uh, imagine that you started a podcast and one of your best friends in the world decided mm. that he wanted to come in and sit in and laugh at some of your jokes and then be, eventually became uh, the co-host, the one that brings the heat every day. He's not verified on Twitter, so we need your help. Just one article on Macon. Here's some interesting facts about him. I know, Rick, you're hearing that I, I got off one, maybe two questions with Richard Seymour. That was three hours of prep, all right? That led to that one to two questions. So okay. I know <laughs> that, it seems that's easy. That's a warning, too. <laughs> oh, no, that's funny. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. That was yeah, just yeah, funny. Yeah, that yeah. was just funny. Yeah, no. I'm quite unremarkable. I don't, I don't know if I deserve verification. That's why you need to write an article about him, because then he could say, Rick Riley wrote an article about me. Dear Rick, yeah, write an article, and then uh, the rest of you guys tell us who should write an article about Macon. I don't or, want to be unauthorized. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to get a comment in there. So and read one more thing. Uh, I've just Macon and I were just talking offline, and um, if you die from coronavirus, we will rename not the studio. Studio J it will remain, but we'll call it Studio J at Dickerson Hall. Which like you're a big time donor. You yeah. know what I mean? Like oh, you made this happen. That. Yeah. Like the hall on the first floor, like where it no, really smells a, bad. No, the because whole, this isn't really a hall. It, it's, just, it's not really a studio either. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you've kind of transformed it into a studio. Oh, yeah, I mean, what yeah, else? There's a lot of equipment here. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's Dickerson Center. So studio J at Dickerson Center. We do podcasts like, hey, we're coming at you from studio j at the dick yeah i get it okay i more took issue with hall let the people decide do, do you get it okay do you at home get it or do you jump want 30 into more seconds of us litigating IG stupid idea and say what yes. should go wish him well in Tara reads ig hannah Is the name hannah yeah I could, yeah that can be good jacqueline yeah gloria no Catherine. no janice no, Joplin has that locked down. Julia. No, not really. Yeah, Julia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the Kanye thing. Grace. Yeah, sure. Danielle. No. Amber. Yeah. Diana. No. Brittany. Yeah, Brittany. Hell yeah. Charlotte. Sure, but cuter. Rose. Rose? No, two, just Rose is uh, Mary. You marry a Rose. Okay, that'll do yeah. it. And y'all take care. Oh, 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 oh.